This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. Want to learn more about soul care from an African-American perspective? Keep listening after the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Your word is truth, your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press. Your word is truth, your word is life. A daily audio Bible podcast read by Dr. Christina Edmondson. And Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament Reading Psalm 78 A Well-Written Song by Asaph Pay attention, my people, to my instruction. Listen to the words I speak. I will sing a song that imparts wisdom. I will make insightful observations about the past. What we have heard and learned, that which our ancestors have told us, we will not hide from their descendants. We will tell the next generation about the Lord's praiseworthy acts, about his strength and the amazing things he has done. He established a rule in Jacob. He set up a law in Israel. He commanded our ancestors to make his deeds known to their descendants so that the next generation, children yet to be born, might know about them. They will grow up and tell their descendants about them. Then they will place their confidence in God. They will not forget the works of God, and they will obey His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, who were a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that was not committed and faithful to God. The Ephraimites were armed with bows, but they retreated in the day of battle. They did not keep their covenant with God, and they refused to obey His law. They forgot what He had done, the amazing things He had shown them. He did amazing things in the sight of their ancestors, in the land of Egypt, in the region of Zoan. He divided the sea and led them across it. He made the water stand in a heap. He led them with a cloud by day and with the light of a fire all night long. He broke open rocks in the wilderness. He gave them enough water to fill the depths of the sea. He caused streams to flow from the rock. He made the water flow like rivers. 
yet they continued to sin against him and rebelled against the Most High in the desert. They willfully challenged God by asking for food to satisfy their appetite. They insulted God, saying, Is God really able to give us food in the wilderness? Yes, he struck a rock and water flowed out, streams gushed forth. But can he also give us food? Will he provide meat for his people? When the Lord heard this, he was furious. A fire broke out against Jacob, and his anger flared up against Israel, because they did not have faith in God and did not trust his ability to deliver them. He gave a command to the clouds above and opened the doors in the sky. He rained down manna for them to eat. He gave them the grain of heaven. Man ate the food of the mighty ones. He sent them more than enough to eat. He brought the east wind through the sky and by his strength led forth the south wind. He rained down meat on them like dust, birds as numerous as the sand on the seashores. He caused them to fall right in the middle of their camp, all around their homes. They ate until they were beyond full. He gave them what they desired. They were not yet filled up. Their food was still in their mouths. When the anger of God flared up against them, he killed some of the strongest of them. He brought the young men of Israel to their knees. Despite all of this, they continued to sin and did not trust him to do amazing things. So he caused them to die unsatisfied and filled with terror. When he struck them down, they sought his favor. They turned back and longed for God. They remembered that God was their protector and that God Most High was their deliverer. But they deceived him with their words and lied to him. They were not really committed to him, and they were unfaithful to his covenant. Yet he is compassionate. He forgives sin and does not destroy. He often holds back his anger and does not stir up his fury. He remembered that they were made of flesh and were like a wind that blows past and does not return. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and insulted him in the wastelands. They again challenged God and offended the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember what he had done, how he delivered them from the enemy, when he performed his awesome deeds in Egypt and his acts of judgment in the region of Zoan. He turned their rivers into blood, and they could not drink from their streams. He sent swarms of biting insects against them, as well as frogs that overran their land. He gave their crops to the grasshopper, the fruit of their labor to the locusts. He destroyed their vines with hail, and their sycamore fig trees with driving rain. He rained hail down on their cattle, and hurled lightning bolts down on their livestock. His raging anger lashed out against them. He sent fury, rage, and trouble as messengers who bring disaster. He sent his anger in full force. He did not spare them from death. He handed their lives over to destruction. He struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, the first fruits of their reproductive power in the tents of Ham. Yet he brought out his people like a sheep. He led them through the wilderness like a flock. He guided them safely along, and they were not afraid. 
but the sea covered their enemies. He brought them to the border of his holy land, to the mountainous land that his right hand acquired. He drove the nations out from before them. He assigned them their tribal allotments and allowed the tribes of Israel to settle down. Yet they challenged and defied God Most High and did not obey his commands. They were unfaithful and acted as treacherously as their ancestors. They were as unreliable as a malfunctioning bow. They made him angry with their pagan shrines and made him jealous with their idols. God heard and was angry. He completely rejected Israel. He abandoned the sanctuary at Shiloh, the tent where he lived among men. He allowed the symbol of his strong presence to be captured. He gave the symbol of his splendor into the hand of the enemy. He delivered his people over to the sword and was angry with his chosen nation. Fire consumed their young men, and their virgins remained unmarried. Their priests fell by the sword, but their widows did not weep. But then the Lord awoke from his sleep. He was like a warrior in a drunken rage. He drove his enemies back. He made them a permanent target for insults. He rejected the tent of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim. He chose the tribe of Judah and Mount Zion, which he loves. He made his sanctuary as enduring as the heavens above, as secure as the earth, which he established permanently. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. He took him away from following the mother sheep and made him the shepherd of Jacob, his people, and of Israel, his chosen nation. David cared for them with pure motives. He led them with skill. New Testament reading. Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 52. The parable of the mustard seed. He gave them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest garden plant and becomes a tree so that the wild birds come and nest in its branches. The Parable of the Yeast He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of flour until all the dough had risen. The Purpose of Parables Jesus spoke all these things in parables to the crowds. He did not speak to them without a parable. This fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has been hidden from the foundation of the world. Explanation for the Disciples Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the darnel in the field. He answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the people of the kingdom. The poisonous weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. 
As the poisonous weeds are collected and burned with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will gather from his kingdom everything that causes sin, as well as all lawbreakers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. The one who has ears had better listen. Parables on the Kingdom of Heaven The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure, hidden in a field, that a person found and hid. Then because of joy he went and sold all that he had and bought that field. Again the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant, searching for fine pearls. When he found a pearl of great value, he went out and sold everything he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea that caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, they pulled it ashore, sat down, and put the good fish into containers and threw the bad away. It will be this way at the end of the age. Angels will come and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They replied, Yes. Then he said to them, Therefore every expert in the law who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and old. Matthew Chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. Stilling of a Storm. As he got into the boat, his disciples followed him, and a great storm developed on the sea, so that the waves began to swamp the boat. But he was asleep. So they came and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We are about to die. But he said to them, Why are you cowardly, you people of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and it was dead calm. And the men were amazed and said, What sort of person is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. Stilling of a Storm. On that day, when evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's go across to the other side of the lake. So after leaving the crowd, they took him along, just as he was, in the boat, and other boats were with him. Now a great windstorm developed, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was nearly swamped. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. They woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to die? So he got up, and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Be quiet. Calm down. Then the wind stopped, and it was dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you cowardly? Do you still not have faith? They were overwhelmed by fear and said to one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and sea obey him. Luke chapter 8 verses 22 through 25. Stilling of a storm. One day Jesus got into a boat with his disciples and said to them, Let's go across to the other side of the lake. So they set out, and as they sailed, he fell asleep. Now a violent windstorm came down on the lake, 
and the boat started filling up with water, and they were in danger. They came and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are about to die. So he got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waves. They died down, and it was calm. Then he said to them, Where is your faith? But they were afraid and amazed, saying to one another, Who then is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and merciful God, we thank you. We thank you for your word and we thank you for your word alive in our life. We thank you, O oh God, that when we are consumed by fear, that what is in front of us feels so much more real and is indeed more threatening in our minds than the promises that you have handed out to us that await us. God, when we are in the storms of life, it is so easy for us to forget that we are never in this boat of life alone, that you, Jesus, are in the boat with us and that we can rest in you. We thank you, O oh God, that even when we demonstrate weak and shallow and shaky and fair weather faith, you rebuke us and you still bless us. So God, we thank you for that. We thank you for your rebuke and your blessing. We thank you, O oh Lord, that you calm the storms of our life and that you are with us in the center of the storms of our life. Thank you, O oh God, for condescending, demonstrating patience and grace and love towards us, your children. Right now, we petition your throne of grace and mercy. As we may be listening and reflecting on the fact that we could be in a storm right now, a storm within society or politics, a, a storm related to our physical health or a loved one in despair, a storm related to a, a relational issue or maybe a literal storm, a natural disaster, oh God, whatever it might be. We knock on the doors of heaven because, frankly, there are times when we feel like you're asleep on the job. We knock on the doors of heaven and we say, Jesus, will you calm these storms that rage in our life? Rebuke us and bless us for your name's sake. Amen and amen. In the midst of our hectic, overscheduled lives, caring for the soul is imperative. Now, more than ever, we need to pause intentionally and encounter the divine. Dr. Barbara Peacock has written a wise book outlining a journey of prayer, spiritual direction, and soul care from an African-American perspective. Get ready to be transformed as you learn from the long, rich history of soul care in African-American practice. Learn more at ivpress.com and use the code THEWORD for 30% off and free U.S. shipping. That's ivpress.com and the code T-H-E-W-O-R-D. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. 
Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.